Welcome to Trust Matters, the podcast, where Charles H. Green, CEO of Trusted Advisor Associates and co-author of the best-selling book, The Trusted Advisor, answers your questions and offers wisdom on how to build stronger relationships with clients and colleagues. Hi, this is Charlie Green with Jason Gluskin, the manager of the Trusted Advice Mailbag. Jason, what's in store for us today? Hey there, Mr. Green. So Nadia writes in to ask about delivering some tough news. She says, I'm a project manager at a mid-sized technology consulting firm. I've had a reasonable amount of client contact in my career, but for the first time, I've got complete account management responsibility for a lucrative client. The problem is, I've got to deliver some tough news to this client who's known for not being receptive to things that aren't necessarily positive. At the root, we're recommending a new technology change that will carry a costly implementation and some development work, but it will pay off in the long term. He's just not that inclined to buy it. Obviously, we want to make a bulletproof case for our recommendations, but I know that there's more to it than that. I don't have a deep relationship with this client yet, nor does my firm. How can we lower the odds of him rejecting our recommendation? By the way, we honestly believe the tech upgrade is the right thing for the company. Thanks, Nadja. I'm sure everyone can relate to your situation. And good on you for recognizing it goes beyond being smart and having bulletproof answers. When it comes to persuading clients of significant changes to their organization, especially when they're disinclined to take your advice, bulletproof analyses are just jacks for openers. You've got to go much beyond that. So let's start with one overarching strategy and then offer a few tactics. The strategic point is this. Nobody is going to take your advice if they don't first feel that you understand their point of view. I simply cannot overstate the importance of that simple insight. So let me repeat it. Nobody is going to take your advice if they don't first feel that you understand their point of view. The key word in that sentence, by the way, is not what you might think. The key word is feel. They have to feel that you understand their perspective. That's an emotional thing, feeling. You don't get there by rational analysis, even if your deck sets forth all the things your client says and believes. To put a fine point on it, you have to empathize with their perspective, and they have to believe you empathize with them. Now, the good news here is you don't have to agree with them. In fact, the whole reason they're talking to you is that they value your independent perspective. It's actually okay to disagree with them as long as you do so respectfully and you begin with making sure they believe you empathize with their point of view. So that's the strategic context. Now, let's turn to how you do that, the tactics that will help you make sure your client believes that you empathize with their point of view. I'm going to give you four or five tips. They may not all apply. You'll have to pick and choose because trust is personal and every situation is unique. First, I recommend a pre-meeting meeting with this client, one-on-one, ideally somewhere outside of his office at the end of the day, things that make it feel special, personal, informal. Second, you want to set up that meeting as being 100% about him. You want to say words to the effect of, listen, we're still working on recommendations. This meeting is not to road test our ideas, but rather to make completely sure to the best of my ability that we understand your perspective, your point of view, your take on this whole project. I just want to hear you talk and to make sure I do the best possible job of listening. Can we do that? Third, listening for empathy is different from so-called active listening, or certainly from listening for data. No one can tell you how to empathize, and there are no magic bullet words or phrases. However, there are a few things you can say that might help you. For example, if you're tempted to argue, instead learn to say, help me understand, 
For another example, don't be afraid to ask emotional questions like, if I were in your shoes, I think I'd be worried about XYZ. How do you think about that? Ironically, if he says something about his feelings, do not say, I understand, because no one has the right to say they totally understand another person. We reject that claim immediately. Instead of that, say, ah, I think I can relate to that. You do not have to be cognitively articulate. Sometimes a simple wow, followed by a respectful silence, does all the heavy lifting for you. Fourth, use the language of risk-taking. Begin by saying, at the risk of, and then fill in the blank with the risk of the thing you're about to say. For example, at the risk of revealing my ignorance, how did things get to be this way? Or, at the risk of opening up a whole can of worms, what are the internal politics of this issue? Fifth, be candid about what you're trying to do. At the beginning, say something like, my objective for today is simple. I want you to walk out confident that I completely understand your perspective on this issue, at least as much as is possible. At the end, say something like, before we wrap up, let me ask you, is there any area that you still feel I still don't fundamentally understand about your perspective? Because I do not want to walk out with you feeling that way. Please let me know what you think I still don't get about your view on this. Now remember, the whole point of all these tactics is simple. You want to make sure the client believes and feels that you understand their point of view. The reason that this is so fundamental is that this is how humans build respect. If you listen to them, they will be naturally inclined to listen to you. And by natural, I mean human nature. This is fundamental. You may have heard the trite saying, I don't care what you know until I know that you care. Well, that may be trite, it may sound like a soundbite, but it is powerfully and fundamentally true. He may still not buy your recommendation. After all, you can't control other people in this world. But this will improve the odds of him buying it. And even if he doesn't, he'll feel well-treated by you and your relationship will have been improved, regardless of outcome. You've been listening to the Trust Matters Podcast with Charles H. Green. Send us your questions about trust, relationships, and business at podcast at trustedadvisor.com. And visit trustedadvisor.com for tons of free articles, videos, and more.